Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Passions Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the soap opera Passions. I am your regular host, Latara, back with your semi-regular host, (laughs) Dr. Eric Vera. Hello, hello. It is so good to be here with you and to celebrate. Latara, you have reached episode 600. Wow. We, We did this. It was a it, it was a community it has, effort. Yeah, to think where you started, and again, I mean, it is just crazy to get to episode six hundred. All of the wacky hijinks, sex, magic, pain, and suffering, and all that good it's, stuff. It's been it's been a wild ride, and we haven't even reached the wildest stuff yet. But ugh. honestly, I could not have ever done this truthfully without your help and the help of the other people who have come on to help guest host and Laura, obviously, and just like the people who are watching the, the um, podcast, listening to the podcast. I, there's no way I would have made it to 600 if my podcast was doing like numbers in the twenties, like I would have given up a long time ago, you know? So thank y'all. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. Yeah. And we would never have gotten here and found out that Kay Bennett has something in common with Angela Bassett and Chadwick Boseman. She's the Black Panther, y'all. She's Wakanda forever. She's the Black Panther. I yeah. This week was this week was a fun week. We did a we did a lot of recap, yes. but we but we did get some action things. Some yeah. There's some movement in the story, so I wasn't too disappointed because some weeks it's all recap. Yeah. Some weeks it's all recap. So um, before we get started today, I'm going to say a quick shout out to all of our patron patrons over on Patreon. Thank you to Munashe, Marcus, Breland, Lisa, Sid, Serana, Randall, Hannah, Camelia, Samantha, Jeanette, Eric, Fantasia, Sean, S, Larissa, Maria, George Lopez, Fitzgerald, Lisa, Jessica, um, Jessica Jean, Laura, Karen, Uche, and Justin. Thank you all so much for being patrons. Um, we had a watch party this past Friday and it was so much fun. We had a blast. We had an I'm jealous. Blast. I wasn't able to make it this time. It sounds like it was happening there. Yeah, so if you're not if if you're on the Patreon and you haven't been joining the watch parties, you're really missing out. And if you're not on the Patreon, you're really missing out. So <laughs> So yeah, go out there pa- uh, patreon.com/passionspodcast and sign up for the patreon because we're going to be doing some more things the the girls on the party on friday gave me some ideas for like a game night i was like yes trivia night we could do like so much so i'm gonna be incorporating some of those ideas coming up in february for sure great all right so we watched episodes 596 through 600 600 crazy that is crazy we did it. I can't believe it. But this is, this was a fun week. So we're going to start mm-hmm. with David and David and Sam and Grace. I don't know why I said it in that order. <laughs> I I did. I wrote in my notes the other day, David and Sam. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. It I doesn't. Mean, like, it didn't feel I, right coming out of yeah. my mouth. <laughs> Ivy and Sam makes sense. Grace and Sam makes sense. But I was like, David? David and Sam? I was Sam? like, yeah. Yeah, just saying his name doesn't sound right to coming out of my yeah. mouth. I don't like him. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to start with the the David. I did it again. The Grace and Sam and David <laughs> storyline. Jesus. And Sam this week ends up kind of wrapped up in Teresa's stuff. So at some point we will transition over to all of the Teresa, Ethan, Gwen stuff. So yeah. let's pick up with uh, Grace and Sam. Okay. So Sam 
and Grace are getting ready for this ill-fated trip up to this lodge, um, the ski lodge. This, remember the same one where Ivy drugged Grace and tried to throw her naked body onto Sam on top of Grace's body, limp body. So, so <laughs> I Let's mean, capture those beautiful memories, huh, I, Sam. I know it's it's already off to a bad start, but uh, it it doesn't matter because David comes in saying, "Oh, Grace, I have this." Um, photo shoot that I've just been called up for and if we don't go now to dinner to I'll never be able to tell you about your past because it's now or never he says yeah. that this week it's now or never I fear yeah. there's no other option the the message will self-destruct if he doesn't go to have dinner with her today and it's so stupid again remembering full well that he was eavesdropping um, and hearing these conversations so he knows that he needs to stop them from leaving yeah and uh so david david um i'm not not david sam says oh it's kind of convenient for him to have chosen this exact moment to come say he needs to talk to grace about her past you know so he has an inkling that there's something a little fishy going on for sure but also holding her past for ransom is so like how is no one just being like this is weird. And they will eventually finally talk about some of these things, but already Yo, ginormous week, red flags. This week, Grace did what we have been begging yep. her to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Begging her to do. We'll give her props. We will give her props as she gets them because she actually did stuff. Yeah. So um, Grace says, well, you know, I, I want to hear about my past for sure, but I have plans. I'm planning to go on this trip. David says, oh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll call the magazine. I'll see if I can delay the shoot a bit. And then I'll come back and I can tell you as much as you want about your past life. Uh, I, like how you like the movie The Goodbye Girl. Yeah, that was that what he said? I wrote some dumbass example is what I wrote, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> the Goodbye Girl. I, I've never heard of Goodbye Girl. I, I don't know this movie. But Grace looks stunned by this. She turns to Eve because even TC show up. TC, we get a TC sighting. Yeah. After all these after all yeah. these years. He's been um, in the murder shed, just hanging out. Just hanging out, making his murder plans. Um, so uh, she turns to Eve and says, Eve, remember when we rented that movie? And Eve's like, yeah, you said you felt like you had seen it before. I'm sure Grace has seen tons of movies. Yeah. I'm sure when in the first 20 years of her life, she saw lots of movies. Yeah. He could have just picked one out of out of random. Yeah. You know, oh, I I really remember or, or remember how much you loved uh, Citizen Kane. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, well, yeah, it's a classic. Remember how much you love yeah. singing in the rain? Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. But you know what? Goodbye, girl, I've never even heard of. So it, that actually, that does disprove my point because <laughs> it's not one of those. Like, well, maybe it is. I don't know. Do you know anything about I, I, Goodbye, I, girl? I don't know it. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know it. Uh, like I said, I just wrote down stupid ass example <laughs> of her past. I did not go. <laughs> so anyway, he says, he says, yeah, you used to love that movie and. I know so many other things that I want to tell you about your past, but I fear that if we don't go to dinner now, we never will. I'll never be able to tell you. Uh, and he says to her, are you going to go on your trip with Sam? Or are you going to go come to dinner with me? And he basically gives her an ultimatum. Yeah. Oh, 
An ultimatum suitcase? Gives <laughs> it <laughs> an ultimatum, an old tomato soup cake. Yeah. Um, she he basically gives her an ultimatum. Meanwhile, TC, not TC, well, yes, TC. Sam brings TC up to speed. They recap all, all these things together. And when we come back to Grace, she has made her decision. She says, you know, I've made my decision. And ultimately, it was an easy decision to make. And David is like, great, let's get going. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks she's she's cho chosen him. Great, let's get going. Uh, we can get to the lobster shack around by seven o'clock and whatever. Yeah. And she says, oh, no, um, I want to find out about my past. And it's very important to me. But my marriage to Sam means everything to me. And nothing is going to keep me from going on this trip with my husband. And she looks at Sam and says, you are my life, Sam, you and the kids. So because Sam says, to her, don't you want to find out about your life before? Sam even says, go ahead. You can go have dinner with him. I'm fine with that. Um, I will say David even offers, like, invites him. He's like, you're more than welcome to come with me. Uh, he'll, and he'll do it again. But um, I will say I really like this moment when she finally told everyone, like, Sam means more to me than all of this. But if you're watching the background, um, Eve is just kind of smiling, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so excited. Like, she's just enjoying it. And it's great because you can actually see her looking at David and being like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? So that was really cool to watch Eve gloat a little bit in the background. Yeah, she's back there going in, in her eyes going, yeah, scram, get out of here. Yeah. Go on, scram. <laughs> Beat it. Beat yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, she says, no, my, my marriage to Sam is more important. And then she says, I've been thinking about how you can tell me about my past. Because David starts to leave. Um and he's like, well, you've made your choice. And he starts to walk off in like a huff. And it's like, I thought you yeah. loved this woman. Do you really not want her to know about her past? Yeah. Like, are you really going to just hold that over her head? And um, he starts to leave. And Grace is like, no, here, I have these notebooks for you. I was thinking you could write down everything you remember about me and put them in the mail to me. And then Finally. she says, she says, and if I have any questions, I can just call you and then this man has the nerve to say well I, I i don't know if i'll uh if i'll have access to a phone where are you going yeah that you won't have access to a phone mars like at all yeah. right where yeah. are you going are you but going even, on the it, space shuttle even on the space shuttle they have phones they call yeah, them even, yeah even then like i mean come on let's uh pen pals you could we could write letters back and forth i don't need that information all you know all the time but at least she finally gave us something lo logistical and said write it down for me she mm -hmm. had two brand new brand new spanking journals here you go go ahead and write that shit down for me and if i have questions i'll give you a call and yeah he, he was very obviously not a fan of this if somebody told me if somebody said to me oh I, if i said to them yeah we can just i can just call you and we can just talk about it and they were like oh i don't know if i'll have access to a phone I would look at them and say, okay, where are you going? I, I yeah. would, and, and genuinely, I would genuinely want to know where are you going that you don't have access, won't have access to a phone. That's when um, Neve from Catfish shows up and it's like, Grace, mm. we have something to tell you. Yep. <laughs> That's some catfishing bullshit right there. You have access to a phone. They're always like, my camera doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> David, David's camera doesn't work. And he's it's a photographer. Bad. He's a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he is a catfish though actually so yeah. um anyway she he he says he won't have access to a phone and she says well we do have to keep in touch somehow because we have to stay in contact about the divorce and or and or annulment um and and that he, is that's facts he's like oh yeah and I loved it. I loved that yeah. she was like, no, we have to stay in contact because I have to I have to con contact you somehow. You're gonna have to sign these motherfucking papers. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. sir. What do you mean you're going off the grid? Yeah. <laughs> no, not not now. Um, so she says we we're gonna have to stay in contact because you have we have to settle our divorce. And then he reluctantly almost belligerently takes the notebooks. Oh, he looks like a little he, kid who said you don't get dessert. And he just says, fine, fine. I'll I'll come back to see you before I go. Mm-hmm. So you and now you've painted yourself into a corner, sir. Yeah. Because yeah, um, you have to leave. You yeah. need to go. You said you're leaving, so go. Mm-hmm. You said you're leaving, so go. Please mm -hmm. walk on out the door. And Don't again, turn around now. Yeah. <laughs> you're not welcome anymore. <laughs> I mean, weren't you the one? Yeah. <laughs> So I fun to, to watch. Break me with goodbye. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I'm just saying, Sam, TC, and Eve are just—they're just so happy. Like it is like finally we can put this to bed, um, and it's to put it to rest. And uh, yeah, it was just yeah. cool to see them be victors for a little bit. Yeah. So um, he goes on, leaves, uh, <laughs> and then. Sam and Grace are so happy. Everybody's so happy. Yeah, Eve's like, you made the right decision. Grace says, whatever my past is, my future is with you. Um, it's yeah, nice. It's, it's lovely for 30 seconds. Yeah, literally like 30 seconds. And then Pilar, Pilar calls. that I know she's your fave, but this was ridiculous. I already knew you were going to get mad at Pilar. I wrote it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absurd. There's got to be other doctors, first of all. There has to be other doctors out there. Well, she um, called the thing is, she called Eve Eve to do her job. Fine. Yes. Fine, fine, fine. All all fine. But um, Eve, what does she do? Have her cell phone off. Right. So they call they call the house and looking for Pilar calls their house looking for Eve. Or no. Somebody calls Pilar calls Sam to tell him about Ivy. No, no, no. Okay. So let's let me go back, rewind. Okay. Yes, Pilar oh, does call, but before Pilar calls, the hospital, the calls. hospital calls, yes. and they call and tell Eve something. She doesn't know what. She just has an emergency to attend to at the hospital, and she. Leaves. And I was, I was happy for that because I, I was ready for Eve to be like something's going on with Ivy, and then they were gonna go. That's yeah. not what happens. She actually no. was like, "I have an emergency at the hospital. I have to go to the hospital." Yeah. And so TC's like, "Yeah, I'll take you." And then, and that's when Pilar calls Sam on his cell phone and tells him that Ivy is in the hospital. And um, he says to her, you know, they have great, great doctors at the hospital. Ivy will be fine. Good, yes, good for Sam. Good, good for good. Sam. And I was, I was on board for this. And then she says, well, I'm not calling about Ivy. I'm calling for Ethan. And he's like, Ethan, what's, what's wrong with Ethan? And she says, I'm just afraid that something tonight something will happen tonight that will change his life and he will need your support yeah. um sam is very confused and pilar refuses to tell him what the 
fuck she's talking about he's she's like who are cryptic. you talking in riddles what are you yeah, talking she's very about? cryptic and she's she says something like he might go in the wrong direction and do something he might regret yeah and just know that your son this was the part that really irritated me just know that your son will need you tonight it, it felt very manipulative yeah it, I, I don't know and it gets I, worse no, I it know gets worse when we get to the yes hospital. it does i know and she uh, it's so hard to be i i know she has to keep these secrets for two people um but particularly for teresa but like it's you're, you're messing around with somebody's like um you're messing with someone's ability to care for their kid like you're telling them something might happen but i can't tell you like it's just that i don't know that would really well, fuck with my head and here's my thing Pilar, when you say Pilar has to keep these secrets, no, the fuck she doesn't. She doesn't have to keep the secrets. She's keeping the secrets and she's she's martyring herself for it. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> she could have she could have told the truth as much as she's always on Teresa's ass about telling the truth and being so judgmental about towards Teresa about not telling the truth. She sure does keep a fucking secret better than her own daughter does. Yes, okay. And but I will say, under this logic, they do this a lot where they're like, Luis will kill somebody if he finds out. Ethan will kill somebody if he finds out. So under their logic, she has to keep this secret. So I'm just going to throw that out there as well. Because, okay. I mean, it is their logic. Luis is in Bermuda. I know, but, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like they've used these kinds of stupid... Um, rationale saying i we yeah. can ra people rationale all kinds of things <laughs> right we we do it all the time to ourselves we yeah. lie to ourselves all the fucking time yeah what i'm saying is pilar is not only lying to herself she's lying to everybody around her yeah and getting on teresa's ass about lying yeah and then and then th upsetting the balance in sam and grace's marriage when she has been up ivy's asshole for the last 600 episodes about how we shouldn't interfere in sam and grace's marriage but sam is on the phone with her telling her hey i really got to go on this trip it's really important for my marriage you know how hard things have been for me and grace and she is insisting that you need to be here for your son uh-uh i'm sorry pilar uh -uh. pilar didn't do it for me this week at all i was like so what, no so what is pilar to do not she, say anything she yeah you she been not saying anything this long <laughs> she didn't i like say this anything. i feel she like we're on the view when, she didn't say anything when ethan was born when he yeah. was one at his second birthday his third his fourth his yeah. fifth his 20th or his 25th birthday she's been keeping the secret long enough yeah you know she knows how to keep a secret she knows how to keep her mouth shut she that's does. true so anyway, I'm, I digress. We're going to move on. I mean, we will be talking more about Pilar because yeah, they have more interactions <laughs> at the hospital. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Grace overhears this phone call to an extent. She doesn't fully understand what's going on. Sam explains to her, yeah, Pilar's saying that I really need to get to the hospital. Ivy's hurt, but also Ethan needs me. And... Mm -hmm. um. Then Grace is like, yeah, you, you should go. Because Sam doesn't want to go. Sam's like, I think I'm going to yeah. go on this trip. I don't, it's, Ethan, he doesn't need me. I'm go I think I'm going to go on this trip with you. And it, I know it's a hard choice. I don't know. I don't know if it's a choice that I would necessarily be able to make. Like, it is his son that he just met. And he is trying to grow this relationship with him. And so it's understandable that 
he would feel stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a, it's a, it is a hard decision to make. And, but he was trying to stick with grace, but grace yeah. could tell that he was upset, not upset, but kind of worried. Well, yeah. she says, Especially she it's says, very ominous. Yeah. She says, you know what? No, he's your son. You, and Pilar, we trust Pilar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you should go to the hospital. You'll have time to go to the hospital and you can just meet me at the train station. Now, all of a sudden, they have to take the train to the lodge. Yeah. But see, y'all are not going to get me passions because I remember that the last time they went to this lodge, they drove. So why can't they just drive? Yeah. Why can't they just, they, they both have cars. Uh, mm -hmm. Why can't they just, they drove up there the last time. Now it's, so now it puts them on like this time crunch because they have train yeah. tickets, which yeah. is annoying. I was so annoyed. I was very annoyed by this because I do remember so vividly the last time they went up to this lodge and how they drove up there. Yeah. But anyway, um, Sam goes to the hospital. Meanwhile, David is listening in on all of this because he's a super spy He's a he's a peeping yeah. Tom. He's he, he's a peeping Tom. He's not a super spy. He's a he's a predator. This this one. <laughs> um, so, of course, he shows back up at the house after spying and he starts to plant ideas in um, Grace's head that Sam went to the hospital, not for Ethan, but for Ivy. And how dare he leave you again? I thought this was important to you. I thought this was important to the both of you. And she tells him, you know, one of the things I love most about Sam is his devotion to his children. So actually, I'm glad that he went off to be supportive of his son because he's yeah. very he's been a very, very devoted father to our children. And um, Ethan deserves to have a, a devoted father as well. Yeah. Lovely. I, yeah. I know we give Grace shit sometimes, but no, Grace I, I is was, actually a lovely person. No, it 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 was way better this time around, uh, particularly defending um, Ethan and Sam's newfound relationship because he says something really fucked up because he's like, uh, why is he going to go take care of Ethan, a son he hardly knows? Mm -hmm. What kind of bond could they have possibly formed? What the fuck does that have to do with you? And why would you tell Grace that? Grace does not like that either. And I was very appreciative of that because it pissed me off too. I'm like, you you, you don't have anything to say about them. You want to talk about my past? Go ahead and talk about my past. But now you're talking about shit you don't even know anything about. You just got here. Yeah, you just got here. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And yeah, it was very, I was disgusted by that um, line of implication saying, oh, Ethan, he just met his son. He's Ethan, and somehow he's his priority over you, his wife of 20 years. It's like, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, you have to weigh the situation. Pilar has called him and she sounds like something horrible is going to yeah. happen to Ethan yeah. unless unless I show up. And also I have this, my, I feel like my marriage is on the line. They do make it clear yes. that this is like a pivotal turning point for Grace and yeah. Sam. That if they I do not, just... if they I'm, do I'm... not make it on this trip, that that their marriage is not going to survive. And it's a horrible it's a horrible thing to equate to one another because I'm like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but it's like, 
your house is still in the center of hell. Like, there's other shit going on for you to be going and taking a fucking vacation. I understand that it's important also, but, like, let's not forget, case saw you kissing another man. Why are you not trying to, like, there are other things to be focusing on here. But I guess, yes, under under what they're thinking, we need to go away and be ourselves for a little bit. Maybe maybe that's one of the lines of discussion is, like, hey, case saw me almost, you know, get it on with David. Maybe we need to talk about that at some point. Yeah, they have a lot that they need to be discussing. Yeah, um, but, and like, but I just have, don't when's like the last time you even had dinner with your kids? That's what I'm saying. It's like you really needed to have a fucking family meeting and get Noah's ass over there too, and been like, "Hey, we need to talk about all of this because you, you know, yeah, there's a lot going on." Break and... Noah out of the delinquent center or wherever the yeah. fuck he is. <laughs> <laughs> I love to think that he's like a juvenile delinquent. They like send him away off to in the... college. Is that what we're led to believe? They never, they never okay. explain exactly where he is. Yeah. I think one time. Yeah. In like episode mm, 150, maybe 200, they say Noah's off at school. But okay. you know what? That could mean a million different things, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, what kind of school is it? But anyway, um, I just love to think of him as like a troubled teen. Yeah, he's like <laughs> reform school, juvenile yeah. hall. Yeah, okay. With Bubba Higgins from Mama's Family. Speaking of their children, uh, Kay shows up with the rest of the kids, um, Simone, uh, those other two, Miguel and Charity. There we go. <laughs> Shows up with them at the house and asks, what's going on here? Because like you said, she just caught her mom kissing David Hastings yeah. in the kitchen underneath the mistletoe last night. No, um, but really, she just caught her mom kissing this guy. And now she's alone with this guy again. What's going on here? And Kay has a little bit of an attitude. And Grace says, Kay, there's no need to be rude to him. I I was so mad at that. I'm just like, you know what she knows about you? Like, does she, she hasn't told Jessica anything. So I don't know why you're poking a bear right now. You should just be like, I, I don't know. There were so many other ways to handle the attitude it, it, that Kay's giving. And rightfully so. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be mad at that guy hanging out with her mom? She's a disgruntled teenager and yeah. she's rightfully disgruntled to, towards her mom at this point. Um. But yeah, so the kids show up and then David decides, oh, Grace, I'll take you to the to the train station. Kay says, my mom can get a taxi. Yeah, she doesn't need you that. to take her. Um, But then, which is the same thing Grace has said to him when he offered. She was like, no, yeah. I'll get a taxi. But then when Kay says it, she's like, no, it's fine. And she lets him take her to the train station. So yeah. I, I don't know. Grace is, mm. I know I just said uh, she's lovely, but she also is, ugh. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two things can be true. Yes, exactly. Um so they go to the train station. David spends more time just ginning up more and more of Grace's insecurities as it as they pertain to Ivy specifically. Um I there's they just go back and forth with him saying Ivy's um, Ivy's the true priority in Sam's life. I can't believe he's not here yet. He, and he yeah. just stays there. He lingers with her. Oh, he and she lingers. even is. Yeah. She's like, hey, at some point, like, hey, why don't you just go ahead and go? I'm sure Sam will join me soon. Like, you can leave. And he's like, I have nothing better to do. He basically says something like, yeah, I'm good. I'll hang out here. But I thought you had like a, an important photo shoot. Yeah. I thought you had to get home. the fuck out of town. Yeah. What happened to that? So, yeah, they hang out at the, the train station. 
um, going back and forth. David talks about how Grace has sacrificed um, having dinner with him. She, he says, you've sacrificed having dinner with me to learn how to learn about your past, to go on this trip with Sam. And what has he sacrificed? Nothing. Look at him. He's at the hospital with his former lover and their and their love child. Have been I thought like, you love this woman. I thought yeah. you love Grace. Why would you be saying such mean, nasty, horrible things to her? Yeah. Well, I also would have been like, uh, I've seen this man risk his life for my kids thousands of times, gone into a closet, like trying to go into the closet of fires of hell. Like, uh, you don't know what he's sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Grace doesn't, Grace doesn't stand up for Sam enough, I don't think. Yeah. I, he does it i mean eventually because they keep having this back and forth and it gets really annoying because all it is is him bad mouthing sam and putting more doubt into her but grace does defend sam a decent amount um and to the point where she gets aggravated with him um and i was impressed by that i was like okay good but like you said it's not it, it look how long it took for her to finally like say will you shut up like will you stop it took a long time to get here well and we see that his machinations are beginning to work on her mm -hmm. because she's sitting there and she starts to reminisce and think about all of the times that she's seen Sam and Ivy together. She thinks about the things he said to her at the hospital. Remember that he said to Ivy, I never stopped loving you, Ivy, not even for a minute. And when I will she got be struck by that lightning. I, yep. I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to hold y'all. I would that would haunt me. Oh yeah. That would fucking haunt me. I there's just not a way my marriage would survive that shit. I I just I'm too I'm too jealous, too narcissistic. I can't I wouldn't be able to deal with it. It would haunt the fuck out of me if I watched my husband say to his first love, "I never stopped loving you, not for a minute." Divorce immediately. Oh, we don't even have to get divorced. You know yeah. what? <laughs> We're not even like they're yeah. not even really married so allegedly according to the show yeah. um but yes no i mm, so she's thinking about those moments that were really hurtful to her yeah. understandably so very very hurtful so david's plans are working that yeah. they are working at least planting seeds of doubt mm -hmm. that's what he's there for so now let's go to the hospital sam get to the hospital um, he talks to Eve and Eve tells him, yeah, Ivy's going to be fine as soon as she wakes up, basically. Um, and then he walks into Ivy, Ivy's cubicle where Ethan and Teresa are having their own thing going on. Yeah. And when, and when Ethan sees Sam, he goes, dad. Oh, it was a very heartfelt moment. Like the music changes, it swells. Uh, Sam's like. Uh, well, Ethan apologizes right away, and Sam's like, no, no, I I'm actually happy you called me dad. Like, yeah. what's going on? How's it going? And it just was really a good moment to, to, to go from him loathing Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett, you yeah. know, I hate Sam Bennett, to, like, my mom. come a long way. Something's going on with my mom. I'm already vulnerable. Then you see your dad. He's my dad. My heart. Yeah. My heart. It started to melt. I was like, because he, he lit up. He saw he yeah. saw Sam coming in. He went, Dad. And it was just so sweet. And Sam, and you could see the look on Sam's face. He was elated to hear oh, yeah. him call him Dad. It was just so sweet. Good acting by both of them. And you yeah, know, I always compliment the good acting every once in a while when there's a good mountain. That was a really nice moment. It, it was, really was so sweet. 
So they talk about some things. It's not that important. After his conversation with Ethan and Teresa, he goes back out and he talks to Eve and he's excited. Yes. He tells Eve that Ethan called me dad and he's and, so excited to tell and Eve. And Eve, Eve is like, I heard. Like she was like happy for him. Like, yeah, yeah Eve's actually getting to enjoy herself this week. Yeah. <laughs> And he he says uh, we're getting closer. I can I can tell we're getting closer. And it was it was just really really. I just yeah. it was a really nice, lovely, heartfelt moment stuck right in the middle of all this mess this week. Um, and so <laughs> then he talks to Pilar, and then my well, and, face and, changed. And, yes, and and uh, Sam and Ethan did have time to compare notes. They were like, "What did Pilar say? This is weird. I don't know what the what she's talking about." Like. I'm good, you know. So they had that conversation. As yeah, well. when he gets there, he's like, "You all right?" And and Ethan's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like I thought you were yeah. coming to check on mom. Like I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethan's like, "Pilar probably miss like misspoke, or you probably misunderstood Pilar." And they yeah. just go, "Okay, cool." And until she, until he finds Pilar. Yeah, and then he goes and talks to. Pilar, the great oracle. Why is she talking? Yeah. He says to her as much as walking and talking in riddles. Again, um, I, I again I tried to defend her earlier. I just don't like that she's like just say what's happening because yeah. if say you really you need, need Sam say. there, yeah, then say what's going on and instead of talking all cryptic like Yeah. So they he finds Pilar. He asks her why she was so worried about Ethan. And she tells him, I can't tell you, but something might happen tonight. And if you're not here to stop it, Ethan's life will be destroyed. And Sam's like, what are you taught? Like, give me more details, please. And, um, and she's like, I can't. And then he says to her, you know, I have this really important trip with my wife, Grace. And I'm very worried that if I don't make it, that our marriage could end. This is really important for our marriage. You And you know how hard that we've worked to get our marriage back on track. And he says, so unless you can tell me why I need to be here, I'm going to head over to the train station now. And she doesn't say anything. And he starts to walk away. He's like, okay, well, I'm leaving. And he starts to walk away. And she says, um... She stops him saying, you can't leave. If you do, you might get a call to come back here and arrest your son for murder. Oh, my God. And then, and then she says, I'm afraid that before this night is out, Ethan may commit murder. These are big statements, big statements. Yeah. And just to remind you, he just talked to Ethan and Ethan seems fine, right? <laughs> So to 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 Sam is like okay is Pilar nutting up or like is something really going on here? <laughs> so he demands more information from her. He's becoming a little more demanding of her. Like, what are you talking about? Because imagine somebody saying to you, "Oh, as she should." I, yeah. I mean, like you're our friend. Like, then tell me what's going on. Imagine like, somebody saying that to you. If you leave here tonight, your your son will commit murder what uh, yeah and, and then what upsets me also again the soap opera was always gonna soap opera i would have just been, if i were sam would be like hey look, let me give grace a call i'm gonna get her ass over here you're gonna explain what you're saying to me because already my if i have to pick between the two then i need the two to come together why am i gonna have her ass wait over there i know the trip's important uh, i guess it's life or death for this marriage uh, it's been through a shitload but it happened it happens to falter on this this trip but I would have gone, picked up Grace, been like, 
we can't. Something's going on over there. Pilar won't tell me. Maybe you will have a better, you know, there's there's Why so many logistical, solutions but we're no this no is no what we this, do. i love because i'm about to get logistical too actually and i already got logistical earlier when i was like why aren't they fucking driving and i'm yeah. about to bring that up again <laughs> i'm gonna bring that up again because there are so many solutions to this actually what you just said is perfect it's great but also he could call he could call grace and say hey we're gonna have to push this back a little bit and instead of taking the train we can drive or see if we can get train tickets for a later train yeah or you know i mean there's a number of things we can do here but also on top of that one he's the chief of police take an extra day off yeah grace owns her business yeah. take an extra day off what and what Kay's is it for y'all to take an extra day off I mean, I thought Jessica is the one that's doing all the work. <laughs> work. And y'all don't talk to your children anyway. What's an extra day? What is an extra day? I, You know, at this point, and it's nighttime right now anyway. It's not like y'all can't just go up in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's yeah. just, they, they make such a big deal out of catching this train. Yeah. And people miss trains all the fucking time yeah. people miss planes all the time it's not the end of the world it might seem like it sometimes if it happens to you it happened to me one time i missed my plane and i felt like the world was ending um but delta was very nice and they put me on the very next plane for free um but yeah uh it's 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 not a big deal we'll, yeah. yes let's get logistical get in get in okay. the car drive the car up the mountain yeah. like you did the last time so anyway uh they don't do that we just went down a very long road of hypotheticals <laughs> <laughs> and that would be make more sense than what they did because what sam does is he continues to just like go back and forth with pilar for a while and then uh she just continues to be very vague with him uh and so sam says well let me go talk to ethan again so he goes to talk to ethan he's like hey there isn't any reason you would murder anybody tonight, is there? <laughs> like, uh, nope. He's like, you're not yeah. mad at anybody? There's nobody who's upset you lately? He's like, well, Julian's been more irritating than than uh, he was before, but, you know, I'm not going to murder him for it. Yeah. And then Sam's like, great, sounds good. Walks away. And then Ethan looks off into the distance and he says, unless someone hurt Teresa. Uh-oh. Oh, my God yeah oh my gosh um so sam goes back to Pilar's like see there's no problem there's no problem can i please leave i don't know why he wouldn't just leave though yeah. that was my thing too at, at a certain point you're a big boy you don't have, you don't need pilar's yeah. permission to leave that would have been perfectly like acceptable for him to be like you're not telling me anything i have to go grace is waiting for me also i'm not gonna leave my wife in a train station by herself like I came, I saw, I assessed the situation. Everything seems fine here. And also, not for nothing, I know David said this earlier, but I'm going to say it too. Ethan is a grown-ass man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ethan's a grown man. You're not going to change his change his uh, choices. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't necessarily need his daddy there to mm -hmm. keep him, hopefully, to keep him from co committing murder. You know, I, I feel yeah. like I sounded, sounded like a uh, Moira Rose right there when I murder. said murder. You did, <laughs> David. But Sam, Ethan is your baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Sam 
then goes to talk to Teresa because he's like, okay, if Pilar won't tell me what's going on, you know what? Mm -hmm. There's one person in this hospital who if if something does happen, she should be able to calm him down, basically. Yeah. Not understanding that she is the the root will be the root cause if anything comes yeah. out. So he goes to talk to Teresa. He says, your mom seems to think some kind of big secret's going to come out tonight. And she goes, no, it can't. It's like, this girl has no poker face. I know. This girl has no poker face. <laughs> I know. If you're, not, if you're not watching the, if you are not watching the podcast, those noises made no sense. No, yeah, you it's look all at that it. quivery, like her eyes are, I don't, that girl, her tear ducts, if she, just like Julie Andrews might have had her voice insured, uh, Lindsay Hartley better have those tear ducts insured because her man, tear ducts are... have to be the size of pennies. Yeah, like, they are like a... on full blast all the time yeah um i don't know how she gets her eyes to water like that so yes. fast damn yeah it's impressive so anyway he talks to Teresa. Teresa starts to get like a little bit panicky and then he explains well you know i if anything happens you will be able to calm ethan down and she's like i would never do anything to hurt ethan everything's gonna be fine don't you worry he's like okay that's all i need to know yeah. I, I she because she's like I love Ethan more than anything. I would never let anything bad happen to him. Okay, yeah. so that's when Sam's like, okay, I have to, I'm leaving. That's it. I have to leave. Um, and so oh, and Teresa also says I will do everything in my power to prevent Ethan from getting hurt. Yeah, which alludes to what she is in there doing right now. Yeah. We, and we will talk about what the fuck Teresa is doing because <laughs> she is up to some shit. Um, so. Sam feels better about this whole thing and he leaves. He heads off to the train station and he uses his like um, squad car and the sirens and everything to try and get there as fast as he can. So that's where we leave it. We don't see him get to the train station. No. I, I imagine they're going to miss the train because he calls yeah. he calls Grace at one point uh, or she calls him to see where he is and he's like, I'm still at the hospital but I'm leaving now. And she's like, you're still at the hospital? Oh my goodness, the train is boarding. We're going to miss it. So I don't think we're going to make it. this train. Then we miss it. We miss it. We miss it. I mean, I mean, I get again how disappointing it is to, especially to miss like a ticketed event that you have a train, a plane, or a concert or anything. Um, but yeah, there will be another train. And like I said, y'all have cars. Yeah. Y'all have cars. Um, so, you know, life is a highway. Tried it all night long. That's right. Mine. Again, I, I don't know. I think they have other things to worry about, like the construction of their new home versus going on a trip right now. But Also, constructing your home on that hell site, that seems crazy to me. <laughs> they love their neighbor, Tabitha Lennox. They would never want to leave her. I would have to sell <laughs> that land. <laughs> I would have to sell that land. I know it would probably go for a bit. Well, you might be able to find some supernatural people, you know, people who are into supernatural things and sell it for a good a good price um yeah. yeah i would have to sell that land and and use my insurance money to build elsewhere maybe castleton per perhaps yeah. let's let's move out of harmony yeah okay so you got anything else to add to that nonsense no no not with grace no <laughs> all right so let's move on to uh teresa ethan i would say gwen but she is barely in this just a <laughs> it's really bit. teresa ethan julian yeah. It, yeah. it is what it really is so 
Remember, last week, last week, our lovable lunatic beat beat Ivy's wheelchair to hell, disabled it, disabled the phone in her room, and told her, I'm going to marry Ethan. We're going to go elope. We're never going to come back to this evil house. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Because by the time you can tell him that I'm married to Julian, because remember, Ivy now has the marriage certificate. Yeah. By the time you can tell him that I'm married to Julian, he and I will already be married. And he will never, ever, ever divorce me because he believes in marriage. And he believes that marriage is forever. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, girl. It, I mean... I, I mean, that, for someone who's all about like I don't know, she just it frustrates me that she brings that up throughout the week. Is that she's like, once I get him, like it just, I don't know, it just puts her on the level of like, but she, like you're you're the one that's like you don't want to start off things with dishonesty and all this stuff, and like that's like you're like putting all your eggs in one basket. It's like as long as we're married, he won't leave me. It's also just such a nonsense fallacy because yeah. imagine that. Everybody has their breaking point for something, yeah. right? Everybody has a, a, a deal breaker, right? Yeah. And whether I believe in the sanctity of marriage or not, like if if you are a murderer and I find out that you are a murderer and I didn't know you were a murderer when you when I married you, yeah, I'm getting yeah. A, I'm getting a divorce. Yeah. Even if no, I don't care how religious I am. I'm not gonna live in a house with a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, I'm not going to be married to some murderer who's in prison, you yeah. know? No. She, and she has abused his mother at this point. I know. That's the, yeah. And that would be all it took for me. Yeah. And me let al I think I said this last week, let alone the marriage to Julian, my yeah. one-time father, the man who raised me. Yeah. No. Girl, you crazy if you think that that man won't even think about divorcing you after hearing about what you what you have done. You are out of your mind. And it just yeah, that whole thing. I mean, we talked about it last week, but again, it just really frustrates me. And that, like Teresa, you're playing right into what Ivy thinks who Ivy thinks you are. Mm -hmm. um, desperation. It's yeah. the desperation. Oh yeah. Okay, so Ivy is dragging herself through this mansion. Teresa has caught up with Ethan, but Harper is trying to get her to like sign these papers. And then she lies because Ethan's like, why does Harper want you to sign some papers? And she says, oh, and I mean, this girl lies like a rug. She says to him, oh, no, they don't want me to sign the papers. They want me to curry the papers over to um crane industries they wanted me to deliver them to crane interest industries i i'm i don't know what they are you know i just work in yeah. the mansion Do yeah because i thought they let her go a long time ago after she was ivy's assistant why would they be having you but again again ethan buys the shit hook line and sinker he's so dumb um <laughs> meanwhile and this is all so convoluted because like we still have There's like the so wedding going, going on. on yes and Julian and Harper and Ethan and Teresa are all kind of doing their own thing with these papers. But over at the altar, there's also Rebecca and Gwen and Rebecca's got her gun and she's waiting for for Julian to come back to her to so they can get married. And then we also have Tim Tim dressed as the, the rabbi standing up there waiting to 
do his thing, you know, and yeah. it, it, there's a lot going on. And and Gwen and Rebecca are having their little side conversation about Gwen trying to talk some sense into her mother. Like, do you really want to, are you really going to shoot him? Are you really going to kill and, him? And she just and, keeps and, reiterating, yes, I'm going yes. to kill him if he doesn't and marry Rebecca me today. And Rebecca keeps flashing that gun around, like in plain sight, first of all, which is always funny, right? But in plain sight, but Rebecca's like, you might shoot Ethan. Like, will you just put that shit away? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I'm just trying to make sure. And she just keeps flashing the gun to Julian and Julian has to keep reconciling with the fact that there is a gun aimed at him right now yeah so yes Teresa lies lies her ass off Julian looks at Harper and whispers she lies just like a crane too bad I can't keep her as my wife um and so uh, Teresa then tells Ethan you know what I want to leave here let's elope let's leave right now let's just go get married and that's when Julian stops them and is like no you can't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can't and ethan's like wait wait a minute what what do you care why can't we get married so much of this stuff yeah and he says you know Teresa's the kind of girl who wants to have a big wedding beautiful things da, 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 da. of course it's because she hasn't signed the annulment papers yet they can't leave until she signs the annulment papers um but ivy finally gets down the stairs starts getting down the stairs uh and that's when Ethan's like, you know what? I want to go check on mother before we go to to elope. <laughs> yeah. Let me go check on mother. I know you and her made up. I, I, I don't know what led him to believe that. I guess because he left the two of them alone and told them to make up. And, and so Teresa he thought that it happened. One piece. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So he thought that that it happened. But um, I don't even think at any point even Teresa was like, yeah, everything's cool. I no, think. No, she, she never, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's about to go try and find his mom or not try and find, he knows exactly where he, she's supposed to be, go find his mom. And then a servant, a maid sees Ivy yeah. passed out at the bottom of the staircase. Cause she has crawled her way all the way down the stairs and, uh, she passes out and the, the servant, the maid starts screaming oh and everything kind of stops at that point. And luckily, yeah. Ivy, luckily for Teresa, Ivy has passed out, but she's still kind of like, you know, just like mumbling something. And again, I don't under why, understand why she didn't scream at some point while she was up there. Somebody could have heard her. There were a shitload of people down in the foyer or wherever that is. Um, before Ivy comes in, Rebecca has been trying to get uh, everybody back into the, I guess, what, the, the, the ballroom or like the living room area. Uh, and she had threatened Julian. She said, I'm going to blow a hole in you so big you could drive a truck through it. Um, when this happens, and it makes me laugh because she's trying to get everybody lined up, and Timmy is getting ready to prepare everything. But I'm also like, at the end of the day, Timmy's not an efficient. Like, would they find out eventually that, that Timmy was not an ordained, like, rabbi or, like, I, I don't know how I don't that know. works. But I thought about that. It was like, she still wouldn't be Mrs. Julian Crane at the end we of the day. We will never know how this yeah. ceremony how, would have gone yeah. because <laughs> when, when all the commotion happens with Ivy, Tabitha yeah. dressed as a chauffeur and Timmy are like at like the hors d'oeuvres table and a lady walks over and says do you know what's going on with Ivy Crane what's going on what what's wrong with her and Tabitha starts this rumor that what <laughs> she says I don't know what it is but I heard it's contagious <laughs> we yes. were just about to get out of here yeah and everybody just clears out because the rumor oh. spreads like wildfire it was so funny and again Tabitha's like stealing all the food Timmy's stealing like this gold and silverware it's just 
<laughs> it was so fun. Camp. It's it was camp. it was fun when she spread the rumor that like oh I don't know but it, I hear it's contagious. And then you see them each tell somebody something like the, yeah. the rumor. You see it come alive. It was cute. And so they um the all the guests leave to too much to Rebecca's uh, dismay. She comes back and she's like, yeah. where the hell is everybody? Where did everybody go? And then she realizes that even her officiant is gone. She's like, what? we have to get married. Like, how are we going to get married without, you know, anybody yeah. here? Um, meanwhile, the paramedics show up, pick up Ivy, take her to the hospital. Uh, she does have that marriage certificate in her hand, but now it's bald. Why would she ball it up like that? For the plot, yeah. Tara, for the plot. Yeah. She balled it up for the plot. It's stupid, but it I is know. what it is. It's balled up so tightly that you can't even see that she has it in her hand except for a little bit poking out under like um from where her pinky is. And and just to 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 note, there is a lot of moments where like Teresa checks Ivy's pulse in order to get the the thing and she isn't able to get to it. Gwen's the one that finally calls 911 for the paramedics to get there. Yeah, Gwen um, but, calls yeah. the paramedics of yeah, all people. Yeah, cuz everybody's like, "Let didn't somebody call Dr. Eve Russell? Well, what was she going to do? Helicopter out of there?" Like, no. Like, so anyway, Gwen did finally call 911. Um, but um yeah, they they keep doing that like, "What's in her hand? How do you get that thing out of her hand?" Um, it, it, it does that until they finally get her. Um, at one point, uh, to uh, Pilar gets down there and they were like, Pilar's like, oh my God, I found her. I've been trying to find help. Well, um, something like that. But then when she reconvenes with, uh, Teresa, Teresa does have, she does tell, I, I saw what you did to Ivy's wheelchair. Like, so she tries to like, like reprimand her and, and be like, I don't understand how you got here. Um, yeah. so Pilar again with the judgmentalness, with the judgment. <laughs> Pilar with the fucking judgment. Like, bitch, except the rest of us, Teresa didn't see it, but we all saw you drag Ivy across the floor <laughs> of her bedroom. You, We saw you drag that That's paraplegic true. woman whom you've been friends with for over half your lives, dragging her across the floor. But Teresa's, Teresa's the fucked up one? So, I don't I mean, know, after... Is. She is, don't get me wrong. Yeah. She is. I'm not, I am not making excuses for Teresa, but for Pilar to be the one looking at her with judgment in her eyes is wild to me. Girl, well, we are she... in this together. We're oh, all yeah. in this <laughs> together. Yeah, we're in, we, you and I are doing this well, together too, Ivy. Yeah, she, she get it from her mama. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Pilar, I think once she said, to me, once she said, you owe me some loyalty, I think that's when Pilar was like, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pilar, Pil Pilar is a, actually a G, like for real. Like she really is a G, but the but when it comes to her kids, specifically yeah. Teresa, she's so judgmental. But yeah. girl, you, I'm realizing your children have learned from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Teresa learned from from Pilar. She saw how her mom can keep a secret. She saw how her mother is down for the people she loves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And will do anything for them. Yeah. Nah. That's and and the way and the and the way that Pilar is like. I, I hate to use the word obsessed, but the way that Pilar is like so stuck on Martin and has yeah. been for so long, which I is somewhat understandable. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, but we do see later on when you know Martin. I'm the spoiler alert. When Martin something happens, eventually Martin shows back up. I if you didn't know that, I don't know what to tell you. 
<laughs> eventually Martin shows back up and Pilar is still down bad for that man after all the shit that he put her through so yeah. and Teresa is similar she's like her mama yeah she is like you said get her from her mama well so I will I will I know all of this stuff. I was to say, I know all this stuff is happening in that in the in the foyer or where the, at the very uh, entrance of the mansion. But at some point, I was laughing because so much action is happening between all these different groups of people. And if you look closely in the background, Tabitha and Timmy are just standing there in the middle of it. And I'm, as a director, I'm looking at it going. Who did not have the common decency to like they even put Timmy up a level so that Timmy could see behind that like muffin type um seating place that's in the center of it and i was like it was just so funny to like watch them watch the action in their costumes i think i think and i think the point is that tabitha and timmy are always watching from somewhere yes and they just happen to be in the middle of it this time (laughs) and there was no fucking way tabitha was gonna not be there to oh, watch yeah. all of the pain and suffering that was about yeah, to happen even when they went to the hors d'oeuvres to go get them timmy's like uh princess like should we be like watching that she goes oh i promise you as soon as ivy says what she has to say we're gonna hear the scream and we'll know when it's time to go watch <laughs> yeah. but was, they, she, she was like i need some food <laughs> yeah. so uh let's let's talk about what happens um once Ivy leaves, first of all, mm-hmm. Ethan goes to the hospital with Ivy. Teresa says, I'll meet you there. Um, Julian and Alistair, not Julian and Alistair, sorry, Julian and Harper, <laughs> Julian and Harper, corner Teresa and like, you need to sign these papers right now. And then Teresa's like, oh no, Rebecca's watching. And she got, they are so conspicuous. It's all so, so yes. suspicious. And from across the room, Rebecca is like brandishing her gun at Julian and like eyeing them. And and Gwen's just kind of there. And um, so what's her name says, I can't do it now. Here was my thing. And I'm gonna get logistical again on y'all. I know, whatever. Why wouldn't Harper just walk Teresa out? Why wouldn't he be like, I'm gonna walk you out, Teresa. Yeah, And then hand her the papers and either have her sign them outside or let her take them with her, sign them and bring them back, which will take, that would be a logistical nightmare, honestly. Like just sign them, just take her outside, let her sign them. And then she can go on about her business and it's done. It's done. He's bad at his job. Everybody in this town's bad at their job, but Harper's very, very bad at his job as well. Like I, I want to make that clear. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he has made that clear to me. Um, cause why doesn't your sharp, why can't your sharp legal mind figure out how to get these papers to this girl in a not uh, inconspicuous way? Yeah. Why can't you think, oh, why don't I just follow you and hand these little, it's like, a, it's just the paper and it's folded, yeah. it, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, Teresa's like, no, I can't sign it now. I'll come back later. <sighs> okay. Okay. But your plan is to elope with Ethan tonight. Yeah. My baby, uh, Ethan's Ethan's brain not working good has rubbed off on her. Now yeah. her brain's not working good. She's she yeah, she's uh it's a brain mess. don't work good. I'm going to say that. Brain don't the brains aren't working, okay? Um so she heads off to the hospital. So let's talk about what's going on the, going on at the hospital. At the hospital, she, Ivy is in her bed. She's like passed out, but she's still mumbling and she keeps mumbling, "Teresa, Julian, Teresa, Julian, Ethan looks at her and turns around and looks at Teresa and is like, mother keeps saying your name and Julian's name. I wonder why. I, I wonder why. I know. I, I really would have. 
I'm sorry. I harp on things. I am a harper. And like, if, if I heard my mom saying my girlfriend's name, my fiance's name, and my this guy who's pretty much a lecher's name, like, wouldn't you just be like, I'm going to be on edge. He's not even on edge. He's just like, how weird, right? What a weird combination of names. Yeah. Like, I would just be on edge. I would, Also, I wouldn't let I think it I go. would have... Yeah, I also would have seen the fucking piece of paper in her hand. Yeah, she's holding the paper in her hand. Nobody knows it's there except for basically Teresa. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she Ethan's trying to figure out why she keeps saying their names together, but he's so dumb that <laughs> he says, yes, mother, you're right. Teresa is here. And when Ivy hears that, because Ivy can hear everything that's going on, we hear her voiceover in her head, but It's she's hysterical still asleep. too, by the way. The voiceovers It, are hysterical. it really is. And so he hears her say, yes, you're right, Teresa is here. And her heart rate starts to go up like really fast. And he looks at her, he's like, look, Teresa, mother's heart rate went up when I mentioned you. That means that she, she knows you're here. She's so glad that you're here. Why is he so Ah, stupid? I laughed so damn hard. Laughed so damn hard. She's happy that you're here, KG Teresa. is going, it's going off the charts. And no, she loves you. She's happy. No. She's so happy you're here. She's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? She's having, she's having an arrhythmia. What? No. Okay. yeah. So anyway, Ethan is, is stupid. And he says that then Pilar like pulls Teresa's son, does some more of her jump judgmental stuff. Says, you know, tries to tell her that she needs to be honest. And when Ivy wakes up, she's going to tell Ethan, regardless of uh, whether you get the paper away from her or not. So what And does again, it matter? that like I, I, I'm like you have. I, I, I get what Pilar's trying to do here because she says all you've done is postpone the inevitable. She's gonna do it at some point, Teresa. And I think that that is like motherly advice. I'm gonna defend her in that. Again, you can all Somebody's of the got all to do of that it. aside, right? Somebody's But like got to do it. you, she is incapacitated. She can't do anything. You can, you can be the. And this is probably like Whitney advice too, right? Like Whitney's told Teresa, like, hey, if you say it now, you're in charge of the narrative. Like you can say which is the truth is that Julian got you drunk. Julian did all this stuff, and I think what your mom has over there is this. I've been trying like crazy to get this annulled, and I, I'm sorry. Like, there's so many ways to do this. But yeah, all she is doing is postponing the inevitable. Because There. again, the plan is get him married and he has to be with me forever. And again, it's the same thing as like having a baby, you know, doing all that thing to like trap somebody. You can't trap anybody. I mean, And how happy do you think your marriage is going to be if that's Ethan the feels thing. like you tricked him into marrying Yep. you and because you felt like he would never divorce you and then he finds out that you abused his mother and married his father? <laughs> And in what world, exactly, and and it, yeah, for real, and in what world is somebody going to be like, my mom may be okay, she's probably going to regain consciousness soon, but she is in a hospital bed, and I'm going to go elope real quick, Yes, or she wait even, a minute. So, so, yeah, go ahead. okay. Okay. Pilar talks to Teresa, tries to talk a little bit of sense into her a little bit. Um, but Teresa says, no, I'm going to marry him tonight. And it doesn't matter because once he's married to me, he will never be able to leave me because we are bonded forever. And so then 
uh, she goes in to talk to Ethan. He's like, I just had the most wonderful idea, Ethan. I mean, she's smiling. She's, ugh. it was gross. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I, I wrote this. It irked me. I think that's what I, yeah, it irked me. I just had the most wonderful idea, Ethan. Since your mother was so excited that I'm here and uh, that we should get married tonight. Let's elope. And by the time we come back, when she's awake, um, she'll be happy that, or, or I think actually what it was, was when we come back and tell her that we got married, she will wake up because she will be so happy. That's what, that's what the logic was. If, if Ivy could have right then and there, she would have flatlined just to like show that this is not <laughs> what I want. <laughs> oh, this is not what I want. Oh. And again, you hear I Ivy's voiceovers are hysterical. She's like, no, like she can. She she's doing her best to voice act the shit out of that. It's yeah. really great noises that you're hearing come out of Ivy's brain. Yeah, over she, my, I mean, I was gonna say she says over my dead body, but I don't think she would because she says something like that, something yeah. to that effect. And yeah. yeah, she says a lot of stuff. You lying slut. When I wake yeah. up, yeah, oh yeah, you will never marry my son. Um, yeah, she's saying a lot of stuff in her head. Yeah. So uh, Teresa says that Ethan, rightfully, his brain, his brain is working for this little moment. He says to her, "My mom's in a hospital bed. I don't really feel right about leaving her here to go get married. And also, didn't you? Weren't you the one that wanted to have like a nice wedding with all of our family? And I wouldn't feel right about getting married without my mom there, especially with her being in this state. And yeah. I want to make sure. He also says, "Sir, I want you to have the wedding of your dreams, the one that you yeah. want. And you have said to me repeatedly." that you really want your family to be there um because remember she was saying that as a stalling tactic yeah to ethan so that they had time to, she had time to get her annulment and now the the tables have kind of turned and she's yeah. saying let's elope and he's saying no let's yeah. let's do it the way that you originally wanted to do it because i know that's how you really want it yeah yeah uh, just uh briefly I, I don't know if you're okay if i i mentioned this but mm -hmm. alistair gives julian a phone call um yes we gotta so talk about that yeah, I mean, it's very brief, too. But now we do know that Alistair knows that Teresa and Julian got married. Alistair calls to calls uh, Julian two times. Yes. Yeah. And the first time he does tell him he's furious about the marriage to Teresa. He orders Julian to get uh, an annulment and marry Rebecca immediately. Or there will be there will be hell to pay Julian. Yeah. And um, he also says, and you need to shut Ivy up for good. He said, gag that bitch. That's what he said. Yes. That's not what I said. I know no, that's not yeah, like some I, shit yeah. I would say, but that's what Alistair said. He said, gag that bitch. Oh my I wanted God. to bring it up, but I was like, I don't want to be the one to say it, but I'm happy you, but yes, it was him. And then, I mean, he also says, he's like, if they don't kill you, I will kill you myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, he's like, really, and also, he like, phallically is playing with this like, model cannon, this golden little miniature model cannon at some mm -hmm. point. Um, and he's like cleaning it, loading it, and then he like shoots it off. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I wonder who sits there and brainstorms. How? What do we give <laughs> Alistair to do today? Yeah, because they have him pacing back and they yeah they have him pacing back and forth. They have him, you know, he's always got like a baseball and a glove. He's yeah. always smoking something. Um, it's always he's always got a prop. He's yeah, he's got, got a prop. prop. He's, he's working on. He just have nothing to do, man. He is living the best life, the, just it, fucking like playing with little toys and shit yeah 50 percent of the prop master's job on this show is just getting props for alistair 
something new for him to play with every week. Yeah. Or every day. Um, yeah. So he he calls Julian, tells him to sh- gag on in re- yeah. reference to Ivy, gag that bitch or find another way to silence her. She's been a thorn in our side for far too long. Um, he says, do whatever it takes. Do whatever yeah. it takes. Yikes. Yeah. So, yes, so that's going on. And uh, Sam shows up. Uh, we already kind of talked about yeah. what happens when Sam comes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it. Let me make sure that it, there's nothing here that we didn't talk about. No, he he does wonder why Ivy was trying so desperately to get down the stairs. Um, yeah. And then Ethan Ethan says, "Oh, I know why. She wanted to just. She really wanted to stop um, Julian and Rebecca's wedding because they are." getting because she's contesting the divorce and now you know what for ethan because sometimes he comes up with some outlandish shit that That one was was like pretty on par yeah i was like you know what that that's reasonable that's a that's a reasonable thought to like why she would be clawing to get down the stairs um so then sam leaves and ethan leaves to call he says i need to call my half sisters and half brother to let them know what's going on first of all would never <laughs> i wouldn't ne- like i don't know maybe it's because they didn't grow up together but it's just so weird to be like my half sister like that's your sister those are your sisters yeah. and your brothers it, that's that's to me that's just odd to be like my half sister my half brother it's almost like I saying my stepsister my stepbrother. i don't know if I don't, I don't know if that's a white people thing i guess maybe maybe i don't know i'm not white <laughs> I, I don't know. To me, it's like I mean, even my second cousins are just my cousins. I mean, like, yeah, that's my cousin. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. Don't know. But uh, but yeah, I think that that uh, well, and it's also funny because I'm like, wait, have you ever talked to Noah? Right, and also <laughs> like, why do you need to call them to tell them what's going on with Ivy? Why do they need to know? What? Why is it important to them? As far as they are concerned, she is the woman who tried to break up their parents' marriage. Why do they care? <laughs> like, you're gonna call them for sympathy? Yeah. Cause why do they care? Yeah. Um, um, but then Teresa, Teresa asks um Eve if it's okay that she sits with sits with Ivy for a little longer. And um Eve's like, Yeah, sure, I don't see why not. And Pilar, and she says it so sweetly, like, is it okay if I just sit with Mrs. Crane a little longer just to hopefully lift her spirits? <laughs> and Eve's like, Yeah, I don't see why not, honey. Pilar gives her the nastiest look and she leaves <laughs> she leaves in silent disgust which yeah. girl say something say something yeah what it would mm, she's not gonna she mm, anyway she's not gonna say anything yeah um like you could stop whatever's going on yeah if That's you what... really were so disgusted by what was going on yeah, but anyway this... I'm gonna go on yeah Teresa uses this time to to explain to an unconscious ivy like everything that happened um as she's trying to like pry that fucking paper yeah. out of her hands she's trying to pry the certificate out of ivy's hand which let me be clear there is no universe where a passed out person would be clutching something so tightly that i a a grown woman in full Awake. in complete in, yeah. com- in complete use of my faculties would not be able to pull their fingers back one by one and get that shit out of there. It just doesn't make any sense. But I guess the show is trying to make us believe that Ivy has like a death grip on this thing. She will not let it go, even in her unconscious state. Her unconscious 
unconscious conscious state it's like all of a sudden she she can control she can hear what's going on she can respond in her head and she can control her body to wake up I really was hoping that we'd get like a, a little Tweety Bird bit where Teresa's like, this little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. This little Yeah. piggy had roast meat. Yeah, and get it out of there. I don't know why she can't Yeah. get it out of there, but she can't. And um uh this is when Julian shows up to the hospital and Julian corners Teresa and says she needs to sign the annulment papers, but Teresa turns the tables. Very smart. It, this was smart. She said, I'm not, I'm not signing anything until because if even if I get this annulment from you, what does it matter? You'll be off the hook, but Ivy will still tell everybody what happened and I'm still fucked. So I'm not signing shit so that we can, you and I are both going to be in shit. I'm not signing anything until you go in there and you get those, the, that thing out of Ivy's hands and you figure out a way to keep her from telling everybody. I am laughing really hard because I'm like, imagine a world in which you wrote those lines for Teresa and that's actually what she said. Yeah, Fuck, I'm not I ain't signing signing shit. shit. <laughs> I'm not signing, signing shit until you, yeah, until you. But uh... at least, yeah, that was very wise of her to be able to finally be like, I need your help. Well, and Like, she's I. like, somebody's got to be you and I for right now, you and I are in this shit together. Yeah. If I sign those annulment papers, you no longer have any stake in helping me out of the situation that I am in because you have gotten what you wanted. Um, so yeah, uh, then Julian, <sighs> Julian then looks at like a sign in Ivy's Yeah. cubicle that says like oxygen, danger, Hi. do not, Highly do, flammable. yeah, highly flammable, do not, um, light an open flame in here. Kind of like a, there's a sign, there's a sign Yeah. that says this. It's a, it's a fairly big sign. And he starts to kind of, his wheels start to turn and he's like, he basically we understand after a little bit that he has this plan to blow Ivy and Teresa up. Yes, he's concocted <laughs> a plan that so he's like, he I think I can figure something out to get rid of those two. yeah I, I i just figured out a way um to to get rid of both of my problems here right Yeah. um so he tries to get teresa to uh take the his lighter he has a lighter he says here take this and burn ivy's hand with it and that'll make her open her hand and um you'll be able to get the papers teresa is incredulous at the suggestion <laughs> Yeah. which I, you know what i'm fair it is a it, it is quite a line to cross like it's one thing to do harm to a, an object like uh, a wheelchair is another thing to do harm physical harm to somebody's body however however this is just an escalating event if somebody Yeah. can destroy your property in a violent way they can do bar bodily harm to you they have the capacity Yes. to do so Yeah. and they aren't that far off from doing it Yeah. um so teresa turns him down at first <laughs> she turns him down at first um Then also around this time, he, she goes off to talk to Ethan. Then also Gwen and Rebecca show up to the hospital. Yeah. And uh, th this is when 
Al Julian gets another phone call from Alistair, and Alistair yes. tells him, "Get you need to get yourself out of this mess." And he says, "Get rid of Ivy." And then he says, "Better yet, get rid of all three problems: Ivy, Teresa, and Rebecca." Now, now we're just committing femicide. Now okay, yeah. we're just killing women. For the fucking hell of it. Because this man just loves to kill women. He wanted oh, to kill Sheridan. Yeah, he that's what I was going to say. It, it upsets me because I'm like, wait, at some point, someone's going to look into this shit and be like, why are all these women who have some association with the Cranes gone missing? Because Catherine's gone, Sheridan's gone, and now three other women are going to be gone to all of them who which were going to be and are, are were married to Julian. Mm -hmm. Come on, y'all. This is... And I know they got money up the wazoo, but that's a shitload of people that have passed away at the hands of them. So, so it's just it, stupid. It, it's just ridiculous. The, the idea of Alistair calling his son and telling him to murder three more women yeah. is crazy. Um, but that is exactly what happened. Yeah. And so then Rebecca sees Julian at the hospital. She goes over to him. She demands that they, she says, I have the crane jet fueled up and on the tarmac ready to go so we can fly to Vegas and get married tonight. And she yeah. says, either you marry me tonight. And if you refuse, if either, sorry, either you marry me tonight or I kill you. And when Sam asks me why I did it, I will tell him I made a gruesome discovery about you murdering your own sister. So either you married it, marry me tonight or I kill you and I get away with it. That's what she says to him. Yeah. Um, And it's at this point that Julian makes a last ditch effort to like, get Teresa to go into Ivy's room with that lighter. Um, and she reluctantly agrees. Like, I, I don't know. He, he, he gives her the same speech. I don't know what made her change her mind. I guess she's just more desperate 10 minutes later. Yeah. I don't know. So she takes the lighter. She goes into the room. She, she's talking to, um, Ivy trying to get trying to talk to her before she burns her trying to get her to just open her hand meanwhile outside uh, Julian is talking to Rebecca again because they kind of came together went apart came together went yeah. apart you know how it goes Julian's talking to Rebecca again and um, he says or he sees Rebecca he's not talking to her he sees her he says to Harper I just figured out a way to kill three wives with one cigarette lighter. Mm. Mm. And I think it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. I I I don't know. Um so Rebecca comes over to Julian, they they talk and he fine he she says what what's the deal julian and julian says you know bex you were right in your suspicions i have been delaying our marriage but it's not my fault the reason i can't marry you is because i'm already married to Teresa. And... it is a shocking revelation like the idea that he just said i'm gonna say it but it's because he thinks if i well, say it yeah yeah, it's, it's, his plan yeah. is that his plan is well. Let's finish. Let me finish saying what he says to yeah. her. So and you will immediately figure out what the plan was. Um. So he tells her, "I, I'm already married to Teresa," and she she has such a great response. She says, "Oh, 
Julian, I know you're capable of every moral, morally unspeakable act, but please tell me you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the worst you could possibly do. I know you're capable. Like, she knows how capable he is of, like, the worst of the worst things. Including and yet murder. this is still worse somehow. Yeah. But anyway, so then she goes crazy. She's beating him up. She's like, how could you? And she then she pulls out her gun. Yeah, yeah, she pulls out a gun and she aims it at, at first he's like, you're not going to kill me. And she says, no, I'm not going to kill you. And she aims it at little Julian. And yeah. she says, you'll never two-time another woman again. You know, like, I'm yeah, going to shoot your dick says, off. You and your overactive libido have played your last woman for a fool. I thought that was cool. Well, he says, no, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand. It's not my fault. And then he paints Teresa as this scheming gold yep. digger, which co just confirms Rebecca's bias against yeah. Teresa. Right. He says yep. she followed me to Bermuda. She honed in on my vulnerabilities. She was seeing that I was in a weakened state from pining for you, Rebecca. She poured on all her sympathy and charm and she plied me with so much champagne. He really just turns around exactly what he did to Teresa and says, that she victimized him um, in the same way. And he says, and when we woke up, I, he was like, I didn't know who I was or where I was. We were so, I was so drunk. And the next morning she was just waving around this marriage license. And now I don't remember a thing about it. I don't remember marrying her, but she won't give me a divorce until I sign over the entire crane fortune to her. And then he's like, she's like, hmm. And she believes it because, again, well, he's confirming her bias, his well, confirmation and to, bias. Not, and not to mention that, she goes, are you serious? And to which she says, I swear on my own mother's grave. <gasps> I missed that. Oh, no, that was huge for me. He says, I swear on my own mother's grave. And that, I think, the one thing I think we all have had learned is that, yes, he always had a little soft spot for Sheridan, but he definitely had a spot for Catherine. And so like that, I think is where Rebecca goes into that. But I'm also like, how much has Rebecca painted a picture of Teresa that she believes the own picture she painted of Teresa over this man who she knows full well is capable of murder and other things. But yes, like you said, it confirmed her bias. Yeah, she already she felt with. those things about Teresa. Yeah. She already felt those things about Teresa. Yep. Um, I will say, I will say, she had also seen the annulment papers that Teresa had signed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you add that to this, it doesn't actually oh, yes. make sense. Yeah, It doesn't actually make sense. She wouldn't yeah. give you an annulment, but she signed the annulment papers. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Um, yep. But like, but a lot of things don't make sense. There's a lot of people who vote against their own interests. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. one, one side will tell them one thing that doesn't yep. necessarily make sense if you really think about it, but it sounds good enough to me, right? It confirms yep. my biases. Yep. Um. So anyway, she, he's like, uh, she's like, Wait, well, where is the little tramp? Because now she's going to go, I guess, presumably beat up Teresa. Yeah. And he says, oh, I don't know where she could be. Uh, Ivy's cubicle, perhaps. <laughs> And so she goes to Ivy's cubicle and just as she's getting into the cubicle, she goes, what the hell? And Teresa lights that flame on the, the, um, the lighter and we see an explosion. I don't know how yeah. big it is. I don't know how, um, how much damage it did. Yeah. We don't know. Episode that, that... 600 ends with Rebecca going, what the? <laughs> yep. And that's it. Of an explosion. Yep. 
Something I also happened. Wanna, I also want to note that during all of this, Gwen takes some time. Poor Gwen. Not like poor Gwen in like the character, but poor like Natalie, that actress. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have shit to do in these episodes. Yeah. She they doesn't give, have anything to do ever. Yeah. They gave her one moment where, she, well, first of all, when they get there, they talk to Ethan and she says something along the lines of like, you know, Ethan, please know I'm here for you, for your mom. And, and Rebecca goes, I'm here for you too, Ethan. And Ethan straight up shoots her down and goes, you despise my mother and yeah. walks away. And she's like, she's like, she says something like, whoa, he didn't have to get that huffy with me. Um, but uh, at some point she has a conversation, Rebecca and Gwen have a conversation about like Gwen noticing Teresa being uneasy and nervous. And she, the way that Julian and Teresa um, and Ivy are acting, Gwen has like a renewed faith that she has an opportunity to strike and to strike right now. So that yeah. was like the only real moment that she had of like getting like, and, and uh, Rebecca's like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see that you haven't given up. Like, let's do this. So yeah. they had that one moment. <laughs> yeah. And so she, Gwen does spend like the rest of the episodes after she says that to um, her mother, we always see her next to Ethan yeah. from that point on. She's yeah. right there with him. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's it for all of that. You got anything to add? No, just that stuff we brought up about Gwen. Um, well, yeah. now let's talk about the magic of it all. Let's talk about the magic of it all. It was, there wasn't a lot. There was a few little fun things. Uh, you know, Tabitha and Timmy have been at the, we're at the mansion for a good chunk of the week. Yeah. Um, but we still got some some uh interesting things going on in magic. Yeah. So uh first of all, one of my favorite things, while Timmy and Tabitha were at the man mansion, Tabitha was down in Hecuba's lair collecting all of the er herbs and things uh, that yeah. she needs to try and pull Kay over to the the help Kay come over to the bad side and separate Miguel from charity, right? And at one point she like sprinkles some dust in that like pool of water. So she yes. can watch what's going on upstairs. And she sees Rebecca, oh. <laughs> she sees Rebecca threatening Julian with the gun. And she goes, yes, shoot him, Rebecca. Yeah. Shoot him. <laughs> shoot him, Rebecca. She was so excited. It was it, so funny. I loved, I loved that. So yeah, Tabitha's uh, downstairs talking to this lady in a bottle. I'm a lady in a bottle, baby. <laughs> Which I, me the right way, honey. it's funny that lady's like what you know you've been working to do this uh she goes what if those potions don't work and Tabitha's like yeah well why not just give me my powers back which is what we're all like i don't understand from the very beginning of this series it's like it was a punishment but then i'm like how so you want her to do this you know she's proven herself for 300 years but you're not going to give her her powers back to just get this shit done um and yeah it's very frustrating but yeah it, it was funny because she does ask the lady she says well well why don't you ask the dark forces if they can give me my powers back like i have i've been i'm trying to get this shit done for them but it's very tough without my powers and the lady in the bottle's like okay i'll be right back and she goes to ask and she comes back and says it's a no-go they're not gonna it's not gonna happen they're not gonna give you your yeah. powers back um and the lady in the bottle tells tabitha uh that you're not gonna get your powers back but however we are gonna help you um Kay's powers are buried very very deep and while they are less than charities she does have potential and so they give her a spell book to give to Kay 
And Tabitha is very excited. She says, it's the book. You didn't tell me you were giving me the book. Yeah. And um, the the book of, what was it called? Uh, uh, I saw it later. Pain. pain uh, the book of, Spells of Pain. Spells of Pain, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I laugh because she's like, we're going to give you this book to help this girl tap into her potential. I just wrote down, Tabitha's going to tap that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that's what it's going to go. But yes, they hold out your hands, hold out both hands, and boom, uh, the spell of pains appeared to Tabitha. Yes. And she's excited about it. Yeah. And so then they, she goes back upstairs, does all the stuff in the mansion that they did at the wedding and all of that shit, all of those shenanigans. And after she says that Ivy has a contagious communicable disease and, and spreads that rumor, she she heads back to her home where she runs into Reese and the kids. And Reese immediately is like, See, gotcha. And because she and Timmy are in like these costumes. Yeah. But it is Halloween, it turns we, oh, we find out. Well, yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that happen here. One, uh that when Rebecca's looking for the guests, she's also looking for the rabbi. Uh and uh, Julian's like, Yeah, I'll go help because let's get married, I'll go help. He looks out the front window and Timmy's wig has fallen off. So he sees that the rabbi was in fact Timmy. And he yeah. says it in the mansion and they're all like, whatever, Julian's crazy. Then when they get there, the first thing they do is Tabitha and Timmy are like, oh my God, we did this. Like we were successful. They were successful. They got everything they needed to get done. And then uh, Timmy starts to dance and sing the horror. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that is when Ross walks in and sees them. Yeah. And, uh, but he doesn't catch them for real. Like, I mean, yeah. it's nothing. It's always nothing. It's always a big nothing burger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's like, ah, ha, I got you. And Tabitha's like, I'll have you know, Ross, we were headed to a costume party. I don't know. My accent's so bad. But anyway, we were <laughs> headed to a costume party. And, uh, because it's Halloween, everybody, even though yeah. nobody else in this town is celebrating. No, no. we sit The kids aren't dressed no up or anything. I Which is bullshit. No you know those kids would have been at a fucking party at the youth center or something. Yeah, like, I had yeah. I saw I had no indication. There was no indication that this was Halloween night. Nothing yeah. whatsoever. And typically with um passions, they do something for Halloween. We usually yeah. see something going on for Halloween with them, but they yeah. didn't this year. I don't know why. Maybe the town of Harmony got together and were like Listen, we saw that house get sucked down to hell. Uh, we're not going to celebrate Halloween this right? year. Right. It's an evil hollow holiday. It's the devil's holiday, which is what I was taught growing up. That's <laughs> why we didn't celebrate Halloween. Anyway, um, so they're going to go to an, a costume party. No, they're not. They're going to go to the cemetery. Yeah. Um. So she, Tabitha and Timmy excuse themselves. They head go to the cemetery where Tabitha starts to prepare a spell. She says, Hemlock and Heatherbone, Nightshade in time. Bring Kay into the fold. Wait, bring Kay into the fold. Bring her over to our side. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. The book vanishes. Yep. We don't see the book. And the book reappears in Tabitha's house where Kay will find it, where where she will be able to find it. So meanwhile, the children are all at Tabitha's house. And Charity has had a premonition about Grace and David. Um, and she tells Miguel what it is because they had all she they knew that something had happened when um Grace and David had left she 
clearly something happened that upset her. Like the um, but she wouldn't, yeah. but she wouldn't say what it was. She was like, "It's nothing. It's stupid. It could never come true. It's not real. It's nothing." Um, but then once Kay leaves the room, Charity tells Miguel, "I saw Aunt, my that vision that I had was of Aunt Grace leaving with." david not sam with yeah, her suitcases, with suitcases and never coming back like she's gonna leave with david and never come back um and k overhears this and is really upset and honestly again team k team k because i heard the way k came in like you know what charity i am sick and tired of your premonitions she said stupid premonitions yeah i'm sick and tired of these stupid premonitions my mom is not gonna leave my dad how dare you even say something like that charity apologizes she's like you know what you're right you're right i I mean i I see both sides of this i do i do yeah i do Uh, charity Charity's just so annoying i understand that but i did write down chill out Kay, because honestly she's confirming what you saw yeah, I mean, but Charity it's like, doesn't it know that so that happened. Of course it is. Yeah. And she's lashing out and she has every right, like, she doesn't have the right to lash out, but she, I understand it's where natural. she's coming from it's by natural. lashing out. Yes. Yeah. But it's like all she's like, n- instead of becoming evil and t- doing anything to stop Miguel, then why not use this again, use this opportunity to be like, now this girl who's weird as fuck is confirming what I just saw. So she, there's another way that we can look at this and be like, Kay. I guess. I, yeah. I, I think for me, Kay doesn't She's like... She's tired Kay, of it. Kay doesn't like charity. And listen, let me be clear. I'm not even living the shit and I'm sick of charity's bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not even in it. And I'm like, ugh, girl, shut up. Ugh. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just mean and nasty, but... No, I get she's it. She's so... it's exhausting she's exhausting that's what it is charity is exhausting where and i understand even if Kay didn't have like all of these schemes to try and get miguel and like she didn't have all of that going on as it pertains to charity i could still understand her not liking charity she's not very fucking likable i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry she's not very like she's exhausting and as if you're a teenager you got your own things going on you know you're not fully developed in your own brain anyway so uh, she's just so it's just constant doom and gloom and yeah horrible she's just always saying the most horrible things and she's just so miserable all the time i could the energy the it's the energy i wouldn't be able to be in the room with that energy all the damn time and it's every single day multiple times a day multiple times a day this girl is having horrible visions and telling us about it i just wouldn't be able to take it on emotionally myself yeah, we need somebody to come up with a, a C word like um, Debbie Downer. I need one for charity. I don't know what charities would be, but we need one for that. When you says, I know C word. I heard it too. Well, <laughs> I was I, trying to be mature and I couldn't. Yeah, it made me think of Arrested Development. The oh, yeah. that joke where Lucille uh, uh, Job has bought a boat and it's called yeah. the C word. S-E-A-W-O-R-D, C word. And Lucille comes in, uh, Michael turns to Job 
tells him get rid of the c word because he bought the boat without anybody's permission he says get rid of the c word lucille turns and says i'll leave when i'm good and ready (laughs) (laughs) i'll leave when i'm good and ready oh so good get rid of the c word (laughs) anyway yeah um so we already got a c word charity (laughs) charity she charity oh it's hard to do like she charity it uh, it up yeah it's hard to say yeah she pulled a real we'll just keep going she pulled a real charity we'll do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay anyway um k goes off on her tells her she's sick of her bullshit yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sick of you bitch first of all you show first you show up take my man now you're in here trying to send my my mom off with another man which isn't her fault yeah. but still anyway um charity apologizes Kay's like whatever and then she goes upstairs and she finds the book of spells of pain the book of spells or whatever um and then she accidentally says one of the enchantments in the book I did not write it down did you no I just know that at some point she's getting she's getting a call so not only is Tabitha's voice coming through but she gets that learn from the book help bring Kay to the dark side. She gets all of that stuff and it's leading her up. I don't know why I feel like I missed the incantation of the spell because I I was watching and then all of a sudden she turns in to a Black Panther. Yeah, she turns into a Black Panther. And meanwhile, Charity has gotten a bad feeling. Like, okay, a lot of things happened simultaneously. Yes, The first thing that happened simultaneously was that um, Tabitha sent the book over into the house and immediately Charity got a really bad feeling while yes. she and Miguel were dancing and she yeah. stops and she says the book of evil stay away from it Yeah. and so then everybody's like stops in their tracks like what what because uh, Simone and uh, Reese are dancing Reese. too Yeah. and she says if any one of us goes near it we will be destroyed so that happens as soon as um, that lady sends the book over uh then uh, <laughs> Kay finds the book and as soon as Kay find turns herself into a black panther that's when charity says she had a premonition about a monster coming out of the book and that yeah, the evil like, book was in the house and that a like monster was coming out of the something. book yeah yes an evil monster and uh so yes Kay has turned herself into this black panther aka evil monster um and she doesn't even realize she's turned herself into a a big cat yeah she's just like what did that do nothing but she's walking around as a panther like yeah and and then once she she realizes it she gets terrified she runs down the stairs realize they see her she runs out they're like, oh my God, whatever, what even happened to Kay? Instead of going upstairs to check if see if Kay is okay, the, the a, a giant cat just came from where your friend was, just came from where she was. None of them went upstairs to check on her. Yeah. They were like, they, I'm they, sure she, I'm sure she escaped. She yeah. might be up there mauled to death. Yeah, I don't they, know. Yeah. They instead run after the cat. Which again, I my ass, I don't care. I mean, well, first, I guess they faced worse things before, but they made a pact, very Stephen King it style, made a pact, the four of them, that they were going to hunt down evil and that they were going to find who was in charge of this evil. Of course, Ross is like, I know it's Tabitha, but so that happens right before they 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 find out 
that there is a panther in the house. And again, yeah, like you said, they just go running after it. Where I'm like, wouldn't somebody try and find Kay? You know Kay's in the house. Um, I also was like, where the hell is Jessica? But apparently she's the one that was running the fucking B&B. Her and Liz got horrible jobs. I was thinking about this when Jessica does show up again. I was like, yeah, you know what? A lot of times these groups, one person will be missing. And the yeah. reason that one person is always missing is so that they can show up and we can recap to them. Yes. Yeah. I every so I, I thought about that. I realized that because yeah. she show, she does show up and they tell her everything that had happened. You know, they bring yeah. everybody up to speed. Um, and again, but, she's like, where's my sister? Which I was actually happy to hear that. I'm like, okay, yeah. thank you for giving them some 3D, three-dimensionality, like, Thank you. Yeah, where's my sister? And they're like, we're pretty sure we're pretty sure she escaped. You didn't check. Yeah. You didn't check. Okay, so um, they're chasing down this giant predator cat. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the exact same time that K Black Panther K is on the loose, a a, a Black Panther <laughs> just so happens. <laughs> A Black Panther just so happens to escape from the Harmony Zoo. And so now yeah. we've got zookeepers and they, they're like, it's a vicious cat. If you see it, put it down. Not tranquilize it, kill it. That's yeah. that's psychotic. That's crazy. That's not true. Yeah. That that would never happen. Yeah. That would never happen in a million years unless unless it really was like this is a a dangerous, dangerous situation. But like zookeepers try their best to like they spend a lot of first of all, zoo spend so much money on animals. And I'm not saying they oh, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't kill them because it has happened that they have to, but it's only if they're like attacking someone. Yeah. Otherwise, they try to sed sedate them. They need Eve. Yeah. They need Eve and her bag of sedatives <laughs> for this big cat. Can you imagine them calling Dr. Russell? So, uh, yes, yeah. Listen, I would not put it past this show. I would not put it past this show. She, because she's every doctor, and that includes the vet, and that she's does include big animals. Every doctor, <laughs> it's all in ease. Anything you want done, baby. Any test you need done, baby. You do it on humans or cats. It doesn't matter. She'll do it on all things. So yeah, I actually sincerely, yeah. When I say I would not put it past this show for them to call Doctor Eve. <laughs> To like, to like deal with this cat, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, the, so um, because she probably minored in veterinary. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll come up with something. Uh, this she is apparently has on. a psychology degree. Yeah, that's right, and knows how to do lie detector tests. Uh. <laughs> She's also the medical examiner. <laughs> She's also the coroner. I mean, you know what we should do? We'll 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 uh we'll create a, a resume for Eve Russell. <laughs> <laughs> like all the things she can do. Oh, that's um, a stacked resume. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, just so we know, Tabitha and Timmy are aware of what is happening as well, and Tabitha's like, "Ah, oh, shit, we need to find Kay before they do. If they find out that uh, we're responsible for this." Uh, they're gonna come for us. So there, on um, there's this zookeepers, the kids, and the fucking mystery gang or fucking mystery <laughs> machines out there. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the fucking meddling kids are out there, and Tabitha and Timmy, who are still dressed in the chauffeur and rabbi outfit, well, running around looking they're, they're for their Halloween costumes. Is there that's their cover? Their Halloween costumes. Um. So yes, everybody's out trying to catch these panthers, and yeah. then the zookeepers tell the kids. 
because the kids are like, that's not a real panther. It's an evil monster cloaked like a panther. And the zookeeper's yeah. like, I literally says, I don't know what you kids have been smoking, but that's a very real panther that escaped from the zoo today. We are the zookeepers. We should know. And they're like, yeah. you're in danger. Go the fuck home and let us handle it. And honestly, if I was walking around looking for the evil, let's say I believe that that was the evil. And then they said, no, a real a real panther has gotten loose. I'd have been like, yeah, let's go home. I mean, like maybe it got into our house. That because they believe all kinds of bullshit. Why wouldn't they believe a group of zookeepers running around with nets and listen guns and shit? Let's let's be clear that there that panther, as far as this whole show goes, that panther escaping from the zoo and making its way inside of Tabitha's house is very realistic. <laughs> In the scheme of this show, it's like one of the it's one of the more tame things that could have happened in the show. Yeah. Because remember, the tree she leaves those windows in the attic open. That tree oh, yeah. swung in yeah, and like held her against. So there's a tree yeah. by her right there by that window. Big cat climbs the big tree, jumps his way into the big window. Yeah. I I'm seeing it. I don't see yeah. any. I think it could be very plausible. So yeah, the children decide. Oh, I guess we should leave. Yeah. Yeah. So we, now we, we have this mix-up of is this the K Panther or is this the Zoo Panther? Well, the Zoo people are about to shoot K Panther. That we <laughs> we already we actually found like she's there and she's like, oh no, they're gonna shoot me. Um, and Tabitha and Timmy have cornered the real Panther and think it's K. <laughs> And Tim, Tabitha has told Timmy she's harmless. She's just yeah. cloaked as a panther. She's not really a panther. But the panther is growling at Timmy. And Timmy's like, oh, good girl. I can do this. And so here, that's where we are. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, and they have like, she's like, they, they want to put her on a leash. That and That's where we are with that. So that's that's like the end of magic. you have anything to add? I'm just hearing that kooky little music that like, do, do. That's what I was playing in my head because yeah. it's just like quirky, kooky things. Uh, I just, again, you know, I love some good old Ross hate. At some point, Tabitha just says, "Ross is a royal pain in the derriere," and what mark my mark my words, one day he'll get his. So I, I don't know. Love. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Ross is a real pain in the dick. I knew. <laughs> I know Tabitha didn't say that. Ross is a real pain in the dick. I'm gonna stop saying that. At some point, he he dances with Simone and steps on Simone's feet. I mean, yeah. like they gave us a little fluff in there, but not important. But no. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Fun. I don't. I do not remember Kay turning into a panther, so that was funny. Well, now on to some not so fun stuff, honey. Shoeies. <laughs> Shoeies. Can I tell you that as we go into Shoeies, I got it when we started. I was like, okay, here we go. Then they disappear for like two episodes. And I was like, oh, how refreshing. Mm -hmm. And then they came back and I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> when I tell y'all I do not care about this, I don't care about this. I know. You can turn you the episode we, off. You, you can turn the episode off now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you can uh, yeah, you can be like, all right, well, anything you have to add, we can say our You are my and passion then keep, yeah. <laughs> And then we'll keep talking about if anyone wants to hear about. No, these no, no, no. Fucking, we, please yeah, stay. We do please it all. Stay. Please we do stay. It all. There's a little bit. There's not a lot. But when I say <laughs> I do not care about this, and if I was a listener, I would turn the episode off right the fuck now. <laughs> it is so funny to think that you sang the song and people are like, ah, oh, that was a good one. And then we just gonna keep talking. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about this shit. I do not care at all. No, it's hard. 
Okay. It's hard. Luis is being pressured to have dinner with Liz. <laughs> with Liz and Sheridan and and uh Brian. Uh, Number or Diana nine. and Brian. Number nine. Yes. Number nine. Yes, yes. Uh so, Luis is number nine. Yeah. Guest, guest, number nine. Uh, he keeps telling Liz, I'm not really in the mood. She's so fucking pushy. She's so pushy this week. Yeah. She was last week, but it seems it felt no. worse this week. Yeah. Um like... Lu Luis does eventually just like fully and completely back out of dinner. He puts his foot down. She yeah. keeps trying to pressure him, but finally Louis says, I just want to be alone and think about the time that I spent here, spent with my fiance. Um, she's still pressing him and tells him, Well, you you gotta move on sometime. Bitch, I don't know you, and you haven't even bothered to learn my fucking name. Don't you <laughs> you don't get to fucking tell me how long when I need to move on. You don't fucking know me, bitch. That shit pissed me off. I'm that shit pissed me off. She was like, well, you got to move on sometime. You can't dwell on the past. Bitch, I lost my fiance a week ago. So you can shut the fuck up talking to me. And, also, and you it, won't even learn my name. She won't even yeah. learn his name. I, so I don't even know why I'm having this conversation with you. No, I know. And also, if Luis knew anything about her, she could totally be like, yeah, and you still have feelings for a guy who don't want you. Mm. Who could care less about you. Mm. And but you, know, like, you can't like, let go of the past. And also, if I was Louise, I would be like, are you trying to rob me? What is happening? Why are, you, why are you pressuring me so bad to get out of my room? Like, is this a fucking setup? You yeah. know, I just, I just, mm -mm. Um, but anyway, she, she then tells him, um, you know, Brian had made this uh, romantic dinner for Diana. Um, they just, they've just started their relationship and he had planned this romantic dinner for two, but they set that aside so they, so that they could include you. Why would she think that telling him he was going to be a third wheel on a romantic a date? Exactly. Why she thought that that would make him then say, oh, you know what? You are right. I should get over my fiance and go hang out with these two strangers. That would have confirmed for me that I'm not wanted there. Like, why would I go hang out with, be a third wheel on somebody's romantic dinner he on says Halloween? As much. Yeah, <laughs> whenever it is. Yeah. He says as much to her. Basically, he doesn't want to, um, um, sorry. Unless, yeah. He doesn't uh, want to intrude. Thank you. Yeah, we go. He doesn't want to intrude. And he very firmly tells Liz, no, thank you. And then he goes off to the beach. Well, Diana comes right after Luis leaves. Of course, I'm. We're gonna do this for the next year, and it's pissing. What's me funny off. is we skipped over the fact that the episode begins with the first episode begins with the two of them outside on their balconies, which makes no sense because she's number six and he's number nine, but yet they're terraces. <laughs> Look at your face. Their their balconies should not be lined up with each other, but they are talking out there on the same balcony uh, with hedges between them, and they're looking out into the stars. Talking to the moon. <laughs> yeah, Luis, they're out on their balconies. I, oh, yeah, I did skip over that because it's yeah, but, but because that's one of many that are going to happen. But, yeah, Luis is looking at the moon going, late at night when all the world... <laughs> Sleeping, I stay yeah. up and think of you, is and I still can't believe. <laughs> is that Vanessa Williams? That's Selena. Oh, you're right. That is Selena. <laughs> you're right. I'm looking at the but the moon, and I'm dreaming. <laughs> and I'm dreaming of you. Yeah. Um. 
Mm, okay. Moving on. Yeah. They so, go to the beach. They miss each other on the beach. Let's um, go get away. Oh, y'all been seeing Nicki Minaj losing her fucking. I mind saw that. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is in a death spiral. I don't know what's going on with that lady. She's losing it. She's losing it. And then I did listen to Megan's song "Hiss," and it is hot fire. It okay. Is so good. Oh, it's so good. I listened to it so many times. Yes. Yeah. And then so all good. my all my Twitter was Miley Cyrus vindication posts from the Miley What's Good era. Oh, I. You know what? See. That's that's not a part of my like FYP. Oh, I'm not on Twitter either. That's another oh, thing. It's not. It's not on, I don't. I haven't seen that on TikTok. And I no, don't. Our, our FY our FYPs on TikTok are pretty good, including yours. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. My but TikTok you, blew up you, this week. Yeah, yeah. I had a few TikToks that yeah, we gained a bunch of followers and everything. It was actually, I like that this feels like the beginning of an episode because that's how much <laughs> we don't want to talk about Chewies. <laughs> I'm tired. Listen, y'all, basically, Louise and Sheridan miss each other over and over again. That's, That's it. all it is. That is yeah. what happens. And then Brian does a tangle with Sheridan, and Sheridan is like, wait a minute. I have a, I don't like this. And she goes back to her room. Yeah, because even in the same party, they are at the party. Liz and Louise have a drink, but they're like right there. And Liz is like, there she is right there. Do you see her? And he's like, no, I don't know who you're talking about. And then they never see each other. No. So it's more well, then, of the in the vicinity stuff. At one point, they are on the beach. This one, this one, I might have <laughs> pissed me off the most. Um, because, because if I had been watching this, and I didn't know what was going on. I definitely would have been like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's happening, it's right?" It's time. It's time. Yeah. Because they were on the beach, and they one hundred percent saw each other. One hundred percent saw each other. There's no getting around it. From we saw her point of view, he we saw his point of view. We saw we saw Sheridan's white ass in that beautiful dress, and we saw Luis in that bright red shirt. From both of their point of views, but then. When the person they see shows mm -hmm. up, Luis was actually seeing Liz. No, no, we she was not seeing Liz's black ass. He was seeing Sheridan. <laughs> and then, uh, Brian shows up in his gray ass, ugly ass suit. You saw we saw a man in a red shirt. Period. Yeah. They definitely one hundred percent saw each other. They definitely one hundred percent saw each other. Um, and it was, and I think I talked about this last week or maybe the week before. It was one of those high mirage of tiger moments. Like they realized it was they. I think they thought yeah. they were just seeing things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's, then then both of them decide to go for a swim, a, night a swim. nighttime swim in the ocean alone. D suicidal. Are you? Do well, you want to die? And that's and and it makes me laugh because I'm like, Shh, Diana. What is your origin story? All you know is you got washed up somewhere. So you you're you're totally cool going out for a midnight swim by yourself. Like that's asinine. Who swims in the ocean at night alone? Yeah. You have to be deep one either deeply disturbed or like a professional like coast guard yeah. kind of person who's like doing training and even then i doubt they go out there alone because they yeah. know how dangerous it is those undertoes yeah and or or you're trying to die a la yeah. a star is born just yeah. trying to walk uh -huh. out into the ocean yeah. and yeah. be done with it be done yeah i, I just yeah so and, anyway and that's it y'all i'm done 
I'm finished. Yeah, Diana, Diana gets a cramp. That's what that's yeah, what she gets a cramp. She go. starts screaming out for help. Help! Help! And guess what? Louise hears. But what will happen next week? You'll have and to come back and find out. He hears her say help. He hears her yelling out for help. He's like, huh? Somebody is somebody yelling? Somebody yelling for help? Oh, no, that can't be. You sure it can't be? You're out in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night. I think you might be hearing somebody yelling for help. Also, you don't recognize Sheridan's voice, but that's whatever. It is what it is. This is not ever going to come to the conclusion <laughs> I wanted to come to and I'm going to get the fuck over it okay with that that's it that's the show we did it we're gonna do a post show and talk yes. about some other things today. yeah bonus episode Woo. yeah so check out the bonus episode on the patreon I am making some changes to the patreon which I should, probably should have uh said at the beginning but from now on you do not have to be a member of the patreon to see the bonus episode you just have to pay for each bonus episode individually. <laughs> oh, so if you, you decide, it, and, it, and it won't be very expensive. I think I'll make it like two dollars or something, three dollars. Yeah. Don't 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 quote me on that. We'll see. But for the bonus episodes, and there will be other like digital different things that you can go out there and you can just pay for individual things instead of becoming a patron. Um, but it's better you you get more bang for your buck if you just become a patron. But if you would like to watch the bonus episode, go check out the Patreon. It will be there for you to purchase if you are not already a patron. All right. Sponsored by Crane Industries. Never. I would never <laughs> take that blood money. Sponsored by the Book Cafe, who is owned by Crane Industries. By Crane Industries, yeah. <laughs> no, that's shadow, that's shadow money. Even worse. <laughs> even worse. All right. So um, me and Eric are going to stay on, but... That's it for the main show today. Check out the post show or the, the bonus episode. And with that, oh, Eric, we're going to catch you. Lord Jesus. I, uh, Sharon and I Louise was, got I me was, all fucked up. I, I was going to say, it would be great if you sang the song and then we still kept going one more time. Uh, I'm Mr. Eric Vet. I'm Mr. Eric Vetta on everything. I can't even say my own name now with the Shui stuff. And you can catch me on all the social media. Just check the link uh, in the description. So with that, you are my passion for life.